2: Get in there and get your fight going. Get your dander up.
0: The, yeah, I don't understand. I've never understood. Get get What is get your dander up?
1: I, is there a meaning of dander that we're not aware of?
0: I just always thought it was like you're making someone allergic to you. <laughs> is that I what that means? I wonder if it's
2: like when your hair stands up, it's easier for the dander to
1: are, get But out? are we sure that dandruff, which after all is spelled differently from dander, are related in any way?
2: Interesting point. Wait, what? So many, so many, so many damn books.
0: Welcome to So Many Damn Books. I'm Drew. I'm Christopher. Surprise!
1: And... I'm nosley Yay! Uh,
0: and this is and this is nosley Thanks so much for joining us, nosley
1: Yeah. Um. I. This is a tradition now. We've done this twice. Uh, yes. I'm the producer of the Tournament of Books, and now there's a tradition that on you know after the tournament ends i come on for an episode to talk about how it went
0: this is one of the wonderful traditions i believe of the tournament yes yeah uh and our
2: uh, show yes is one of the wonderful traditions of the tournament if we do say so ourselves
0: yeah well we'll you know look <laughs> we've gotten involved we've we've inserted ourselves into the proceedings as much as possible yeah how do you feel about that
1: <laughs> so one of the things about the tournament <laughs> One of the things about the tournament is that it's always changing um, and we always get to try something new. And what stays the same is that it's 16 books from the past year and people talk about them. Um, But, you know, just you two have been involved as commenters um, as, you know, Oh, actually here's a story that I don't know. I don't know if the public knows this story many years ago, someone under a totally anonymous Twitter handle at raging Biblia hall. Um, discovered uh that lev grossman who was a judge that year had tweeted that he had really enjoyed uh, a book that he was reading and you know at raging biblio hall this rando on the internet being the smart guy that he is uh connected you know like added two and two together and was like well you know lev's on the long list it's about february he's talking about this book this book is in the quarterfinals.
0: <laughs>
1: he went so far as to at reply us about this. fact. <laughs> I did. We proceeded oh, to man. like kind of sort of freak out, try to find out who this guy was.
2: Rosecrans, uh, messaged me immediately and was like, please call me.
1: <laughs> we were very nervous. You're, you were, it was surprisingly difficult to figure out who you were. It was very anonymous at the time. Uh,
2: yeah. I was, I tried to keep my, my, uh, Twitter persona separate for a very long time. And now they're all like, they're, they're merging.
0: Yeah, you've got like five Twitter personalities that make I up do. like like sort of like a Power Rangers coming together to make the. Um,
2: <laughs> that's just called Tweet Deck.
1: But so that's how we met our friend Drew Broussard, <laughs> uh, who you know first was you know, a, a a grand spoilee of the tournament of books. He kindly deleted his tweet. Uh, then you know.
2: Yeah, I was terrified. I got to be honest. <laughs>
1: Did they
2: were going to come at. The they were going to come you? at you. No. Because um, I hated that book And then when it won I was like What, well, was, what was the book? Uh, Orphan Master's Son uh.
1: A lot of good things came about As a result of this Jir um, <laughs> and Christopher Spent a lot of time In the comment sections Eventually they started So many damn books um, two years ago, they were commenters, um commentator kind of commentating on the match for us. Um, and this year, they agreed to do a further new thing, which was um, our Facebook live discussions every yeah. month. And I don't know what they're gonna be doing next year, but,
0: neither do we i guess uh we're just gonna be throwing books at each at the the books at each other and seeing which one explodes the most i'm and glad you said the, that
1: because i was actually thinking about kind of like long-term performance pieces and how <laughs> we can incorporate those into um
0: it's actually just the
2: entirety of the tournament we're in like a window display like a macy's window display reading yeah for, for like from the start to the end of the tournament webcams yeah wow Yeah, believe me, I still watch every fucking judge's Twitter feed. <laughs> that's kind of a joke. Uh, Will but- Chancellor uh, gamed me this year because he knew this story. I love this story. And so he he gaslighted me into thinking that sudden death was in the final for like a week.
0: Wow, that's really good, Will. Um, that's amazing.
2: And when I and didn't when know this lost, was going on, I texted him immediately, and I was just so mad, and he was delighted. <laughs>
0: Um, Will actually got to be a judge this year, which is something that he's wanted to do ever since his book uh, competed.
1: Yeah, speaking of people who have been involved in, in multiple ways, um, big big fan of Will Chancellor here at, at Tournament Books headquarters.
0: The, Let's do What'd You Buy. What's the? Because this is a big deal to me. It's like, what's the first thing that you're reading outside oh, of the tournament? Yeah, that's a good call. Um, and so why don't we talk about what'd you buy? buy?
2: buy?
0: Great. Um, I bought Elif Baduman. I don't know if I'm pronouncing any part of her name correctly. Um, the idiot, uh, which is, you know, in this lovely pastel pink, it's got a rock on the cover and I love a campus novel. And this is supposed to be a funny campus novel. Um, and so I bought it and it's sitting on my shelf and I can't wait.
1: I'm so excited for that book. When does it come out?
0: It's out. What about you, nesley Did you buy anything? That, oh, you're looking at your phone. We don't have to go to you. Why don't you go, Drew? Why don't you tell us what you bought?
2: Uh, I went out and picked up the two pieces of Colson Whitehead's backlist that I don't already own. John Henry Days and Apex Hides the Hurt. Uh, I picked up John Henry Days from Strand and... Because I wanted all of them in hardcover. Uh, Apex Hides the Hurt from Powell's, our friends out there in Portland.
0: I'm excited. I can't wait. I loved reading The Intuitionist. You're uh, such a nut about book uh, versions. And I'm glad because the book industry lives and dies on people like you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I buy a lot of books, too. But you you really care about um, version, which is cool. Version control <laughs> although wait What's does that? that
1: mean uh oh. if you're buying an uh, the edition that you want th- that means it's used right which not from necessarily a book industry persp- perspective is not
2: uh
0: look it all helps yeah
1: right sure we a rising tide it's my
2: like- favorite thing is honestly book depository because i can get my my uk editions of things uh
0: there's a lot of parts of the book ecosystem to be supporting
1: it's true that's very true
0: do you want to talk about something you bought
1: yeah so this is a throwback. Long-time re- listeners may remember that I really liked uh, Hani Nagahara's A Little Life. Yes. A little bit. I liked that book a little bit. Um, and I spent a lot of time thinking about whether I wanted to read her first novel. Mm. God, what was it called? People, People in, in the, the Trees. The People in the Trees.
0: Also a tournament contender. A book that I loved and you hated.
1: Yes. So yeah, I, I've it's been spoiled for me. I've read many reviews of it. I've edited many reviews of it at this point. It's been years um but i went and bought it because i'm all like while i'm someone who develops like obsessions with individual items i'm also a completionist so i'm deciding to combine those two things together in this specific case
0: Ah, oh, that's really interesting it's a it's a strange strange book
1: i'm ner- i haven't started it frankly um because i'm nervous
0: <laughs> yeah it's a really weird one
2: yes look forward to seeing what you think
0: mm-hmm. same
2: Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of Nozly, huh. should we talk about what we're
0: drinking? Oh yes, we should. <laughs> so this is a drink that um, we drank on the Facebook Live, uh, the last Facebook Live thing, um, and I still made another one for the show. Um, and it's... Because uh, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. It's a strawberry basil smash. Um, so you take a bunch of strawberries and sugar and lemon and uh, you let that macerate for a little bit. And then you add mm-hmm. in uh, basil and you really uh, mortar and pestle that into a nice...
1: Muddle, I believe, is the term. No. <laughs> no, no yeah,
0: you're decision? right. No, it is.
1: I'm very right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you're right. I just forgot the word for a second.
1: <laughs> I forgot the name of the novel I was recommending. So, so we're all over the place here.
0: Uh, so yeah, we... Uh, w- um, and then uh, you add in gin and uh, pour that into a glass and then add a little seltzer on top and uh, garnish it with basil. And you I'd have like to talk about... And I'm naming it after you, the Nazli.
1: Thank you. Because
0: you love strawberries, you said. That.
1: I love strawberries. Um, I also love basil. I'd, all, I'd like to shout out the way in which this drink was garnished. Um, I'm familiar with the concept that bruising an herb, um, you know, releases its aromatic oils for the world to enjoy. But the particular way in which Christopher garnished this basil involved, um, uh, kind of like, like imagine the sound of, of one hand clapping, except that it's two hands clapping a couple of leaves of basil. <laughs> um, and they just kind of like pop. Uh, in your hands for a moment at this 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 kind of clapping moment, and suddenly you smell basil and suddenly it's in your drink and um <laughs> if someone had done that at a bar, I would have rolled my eyes uh but it was Christopher doing it uh before we talked about these books, and uh it was obnoxious and yet very welcome <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh I feel like that's um that's probably gonna be if the if I was a book if i'm on my that's your blurb yeah, obnoxious <laughs> but welcome. <laughs>
2: the tournament's over.
0: I know. And it's, it was a great, another banner year for the tournament of books. Um, I loved the tournament and uh, I don't know if everybody listening to this know this, but, uh, the home going didn't win, which is what I thought was going to win.
2: Indeed. The underground railroad one.
0: And so since you're right and I'm wrong.
2: Oh yes. Uh, the author for our next backlist episode, which will probably happen sometime this summer. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to do Jonathan Lethem.
0: Yes. And we're going to read Motherless Brooklyn, which is an awesome novel. Apparently, I haven't read it.
1: Yeah. When was it published? Uh, Great
0: question. We don't know. We don't know anything about it because we haven't done any of our research on this new book that we're going to do for the show. This new
2: book that definitely just came out and we're not filling a gap of having not read it previously Uh, and telling people that we have. What? Like me. What? Oh, are you? You've lied about reading. Motherless Brooklyn
1: was published in 1999. Hey!
0: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> yes, I have definitely told people that I've read Motherless Brooklyn. You have? Yeah.
0: Huh. You asked us, uh, Nosley, about the, uh, the particular judgments that we really got into. Um, or or ones that were really surprising, and it's so funny I can't really even remember them separately. They all sort of become like a voice of the tournament, um, and I guess because you edit them, you kind of feel of it differently. Was there any that were difficult to edit?
1: Sorry, did you say were there any that were your favorites? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can do that instead. So one was that was that was interesting to edit, and also one of my favorites was um, Will Chancellor, who we were just talking about. He really just like like. He just, he gave us so many thousands of words and it was so incredible. And about a a thousand of them had to go. Um, (laughs) But, you know, every judge does this. Will did this and every judge does this. But like the tiny worlds that are created in this like, you know, thousand to two thousand to four thousand word uh, (laughs) space uh, are so interesting and weird. Um, So like Will created, you know, Will really got into like, what does it mean to what does it mean uh, to have the authorial intention set by your author bio affect the content of your novel? And does that matter? And, you know, I was it you who said that you literally never look at that until after you finish the book, you like avoid it.
0: Oh no, I don't avoid it. I just, it's just part of it for me. I don't, I don't, I didn't understand why people were, I mean, I, I understand why Will is focusing on that because um, I feel like it is particular to, uh, it's something that you particularly think about in a certain way as an author and and how your book is packaged, which you have no control over. So you only mm. get to, um, you only get to react. Mm. So it's, it, you know, there's a little bit of control in you get to write your bio, but even then, like there's some stuff that is out of your hands. Yeah. And so I can totally see why he would be obsessed with that as a writer, uh, as a reader. I feel like I come at it with seeing every now and then I just flip back. I'm like, Oh, he lived there mm-hmm. or, uh, or he studied that, or this is actually has nothing to do with his life or, 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 uh, she wrote this for this reason. Like, there's some stuff that that pops up in there that I just always think of as uh, enhancements. Hmm. But then again, I'm always a, I am w- the person who checks out all the special features of a DVD, and I always want to get the full experience that people are are giving to something. So I would never want to lose that. Right. Um, and the way that he si- sort of wrote about it, he was just like, "I wish that wasn't there," which is strange to me. I mean, you have you you're on Will's side, Drew.
2: I am. I I think because. Um... I love, and this is a recent development, I love reading The Acknowledgements. Mm. And I I feel as though The Acknowledgements are really where they become a part of the book in a way where you you get to discover like, oh, this person researched this and they lived here and these people were the ones who read the book. Like, I love looking back and seeing like, oh like I know that person. How does that person know this author or whatever? Um, So that then when it does come time to be like, who is this author? It's like, they are this person. They live here. And like, they've written these other
0: books. I was surprised that that conversation didn't come up again more for sudden death, because there is so much about the writing of sudden death, whether or not it's fictional or not, hmm. in um in the actual comments of that. Not it, like literally in within the pages of the actual book, he talks about the writing of it. And I personally think that stuff is, belongs in the acknowledgments. And actually, you know, I I it's like don't pay any attention to the man behind the curtain while I'm reading. Oh,
1: interesting. Wait, so I haven't I haven't read it. I've read the story of my teeth, and I think that I probably would have liked it more if I hadn't known anything else about Ellie or Enrique. Mm. Um, but uh, say more about how he inserts himself into the narrative.
0: Well, there's there's some um, things there are where
2: emails he... between him and his agent and okay. his editor.
0: Uh, yeah. So and very overt. Yeah, very yeah. much. Um, and and to me, it's the sort of thing that I just I don't know. It, that is one of the things that really make gr- makes me grind my teeth and and takes away from my enjoyment of the novel. Is that
1: because it's your your literal industry?
0: I don't know. I feel like it would. I think feel like it bothered me before I became a uh, part of the behind the scenes book world person, that mm. I, I felt that way. But I don't know. It's hard to say. I want to talk more about the idea of um, recognizing an author's humanity um, Yeah, because I feel like that's a lot of what ends up happening in the comments of the tournament of books is we get reminded not only of that we get reminded of a lot of stuff. First of all, that there's another way to have read the book than mm-hmm. the way that you read it and also that there might be intentions on display that you misread um, because intentions are difficult to to parse. And not every time does an author's intention come through. And also, you know, depiction is not advocacy. You know, like, right. like uh, when uh, in the Knicks, when Nathan Hill is talking about, you know, his, his main character is a bad teacher. He's not saying like all teachers should be bad. You know, he's saying this is a bad teacher.
1: This is very fraught territory.
0: I know. But I'm just saying depiction is not, is not advocacy, mm. especially in novels. I keep saying this, and
2: reading has changed, I think, for everybody in the last handful of months. Like, oh, it's yes. impossible to read anything. And as it turns out, it's impossible to read literally anything, not just novels, without uh, putting like sociopolitical context into it. Because mm. we're all now, whether we like it or not, we are paying more attention than we ever have in the past. Yes. And I think that was true of every, like, it, judges said it. So many of the judges were like, Boy, Trump.
0: Uh, And I think in the comments, even though that actually rarely came up. Even John and Kevin actually were saying, like, can we not talk about Trump in the next uh, commentary on this match?
2: (laughs) But I think the if if we can try to extrapolate a potential positive from uh, our darkest timeline that we're living in right now, it is the idea that everyone is just thinking and thinking more critically in a way that forces you to really grapple with the idea of um attempting to understand like to to come at a thing in a way that you never would have previously
0: oh yes the attempt to see the other side yeah is is definitely um is something you're hoping for in the news but something that i think is deeply on display in the comments
1: I do think it's interesting that in the comments section and I love watching this every day for a month, uh, you have a lot of people bringing bringing all their baggage with them, you know, um, um, talking, talking about these books the best way they know how, given their context. And, you know, overwhelmingly, I mean, just the vast majority, aside from the, you know, shmed champions of the world are are ready to to listen to other people's context and and potentially change their opinions. Um we saw a lot of that this year in various directions um and you know rt's are not endorsements a book about slavery is not automatically endorsing slavery of course um and i think that the conversation around whether or why that might be is is really valuable and we've seen a lot of that this year
2: Mm. it's a fun counter to the thing christopher that you've said about how if you don't if you kind of don't like a book going into the tournament chances are by the end of the tournament you are ride or die burn that book to the ground uh or flip side you like the book that you were like this is pretty good you come out of it being like I will defend this book to my dying breath
0: yeah and actually you know there there's the middle side too where I've come I came in really disliking sudden death fought hard against it in the comments that day and then as it, as it kept coming up and and people kept bringing up other things that they liked about it, I remembered like, oh, I did like more of that book (laughs) um, than it might have seemed. Um, And I think that that's that's like one of the really valuable things to me is is to remember all of the, like there's stuff that people bring up in a judgment that I don't even, I didn't even remember as like my thought process about the book, but suddenly they bring it back. Like, um, again, I'm going to talk about Will Chancellor. Um, He brought up, you know, um, the, uh, the scene in underground railroad where Cora is stuck in the attic. And that is something that I had, I had, I think put in the background of my mind on purpose. Cause it was so horrifying and terrible and a, a long section of the book and very difficult to read that it makes sense that I kind of have muted that conversation in my own mind, but having that reminded t- To me suddenly made the underground railroad so much more powerful than i had been thinking of it because i had Mm. so wanted home going to win
1: to to take that and extrapolate for the rest of the tournament something that's really interesting like i constantly worry that like what if what if four different judges who after all are not reading each other's work um pick the same pivotal scene or scenes to talk about and it never happens that way um the i think what you respond to is so personal um, and we see it in the judgments, we see it in the comment section that, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to, to read each other's comments and, and be reminded of that stuff. Um,
0: yeah. And also, I mean, it's just, it's just like, <laughs> I mean, this is silly, but just reading is awesome. You know, there's so yeah. many, there's, there's so many pages in these books and there's so many things that you don't even, I was bringing this up on the end of, uh, at the end of the tournament that, uh you know, I read Underground Railroad over almost two weeks some of it on a train because i was being cute about it (laughs) um and uh and then homegoing i read in like three sittings you know 100 100 100 and and finished it and and like that changes how you read a book like just the way that you've sat down and that's one of the great things i love when a judge you know talks about like oh my kids were screaming while i was reading this so i might have missed some stuff yeah um i i think that that is a a fascinating and important thing to talk about that you know, a New York Times review would never go into. Like, you're never going to find out about like Michiko Kakudani, like pouring tea on her book accidentally or something, right? Which is too bad.
2: I think it's uh, honestly, um, there are judges and judgments that every like the judges we love to hate in the comment section, um, who usually make a decision for some seemingly strange idiosyncratic and like dale peck's uh uh classic unjudgment aside but like andrew wk um choosing between wolf hall and i don't remember what the other book was uh in 2010 and he talks for a while about the covers he talks about the fact that there's a huge family tree at the uh, like a character list at the beginning of wolf hall and then he pretty much does and this was like a thing that my um my ap gov teacher used to joke about doing is like he would take the two essays and like throw them down the stairs and see which one went further and then give that one the higher grade uh i don't believe that he did that but i kind of do believe that andrew wk did that and like sure is that a is that a way for partisans of whatever book lost to be angry oh yeah yeah but in reality it's not that much different from being like i chose wolf hall because Uh, I am studying Tudor history right now. And so obviously it's right up my alley.
0: Yeah. I I mean, all, I mean the other way to look at that Andrew WK type of review and I just feel like those don't come up anymore um, because people take the tournament more seriously for better or for worse. Um, But I you can just look at that as basically like the Bart Simpson um, review (laughs) of Treasure (laughs) Island where he's like, there are pirates. (laughs) Yeah. Someone has a parrot on their shoulder, you know, like there's
1: you, if you or anyone listening to this podcast knows someone who can get Bart Simpson to review a book for the Tournament of Books, <gasps> Ooh. email me. What was your least favorite book that has ever competed in the tournament? I have an answer.
0: Okay, why don't you answer first?
2: Ever competed or competed while we've been following? Good question. Because that takes it from a three-way tie to a two-way tie for me.
1: Your, your call. Okay. My least favorite book, possibly that I've ever read, and certainly that was been in the tournament, was uh, Next by James Hines. Oh. Mm. A book... I didn't read it.
2: It was 2009? No, It 2000... was
1: 2000... I want to say 2011 or 12.
2: It was the same year as um, Goon Squad,
0: I think.
1: Yeah, so t- does that make it 12?
2: I think that makes it 11,
1: right? That sounds right.
0: Christopher has a computer open. It's so not interesting, you guys. Yeah. Uh,
1: This book... Uh, I think that it was interesting what Christopher was saying about the way that someone references a book kind of vividly reminding you of something that you hadn't thought about. I vividly remember literally everything about this book. I could relate like relate this book to you almost like, like page by page. Um, and it just so profoundly did not work for me as a reader. Um, but the fact... The thing that always sticks in my mind about the fact that I disliked it so much and, you know, I use the app TimeHop a lot, which shows you your tweets for every day. (laughs) And so every year I am shown that around March of 2011 or 12, uh, I tweeted a lot about how upset I was that my dear friend Jessica Francis Kane chose this book um, in the Tournament of Books. Um, It just it every year I think about like, what does it mean that I hated this book and yet remember it so vividly? And like, did I actually love this book? Like there's a Terry Pratchett quote that like, like hate is just love with its back turned. Uh, (laughs) Like, did I, did I actually love this book? Like, what does it mean to hate or love a book or remember a book? There are lots of books I profess to love and I remember nothing about them. So I just think it's really interesting to to think about what you reacted to so negatively and, and why.
0: I agree. I think that is a really interesting question. Um, I actually had to i I actually had to go back just now and, and read some of the um, lists of books that have appeared, and I suddenly remembered this visceral reaction to uh, to the Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller, um, where it's a, one of the ways to like a book a little more that you might not have liked in print is to listen to it. Um, I find that like a, um, a someone reading it can sort of gloss over some of the stylistic tendencies that I might, might might've bothered me if I had read it on a page. Um, and oh my gosh, there's just so many things that I was disliking about Song of Achilles and then, um, that I had never finished reading it. Uh, and it's one of the only books I've ever actually returned to Audible, uh, to get a new credit Wow! because I disliked it so intensely. Song of Achilles is a book I do not like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but you don't remember why really?
0: I remember, no. I or think it was just,
1: it's like, kind of like, like flourishes. It, it
0: just never did. It, it never worked. Anyway, you should answer this question. I've been going on for a while now.
2: Oh, I just went and did some, some quick uh, Goodreads research. I have rated 11 books one star in the time that I've been reviewing books. So that's since um, fall 2009. Four of them are tournament books. Okay. Uh, three of them I've actually engaged with. And I'm not, I don't, uh, one of them is, uh, Allie Smith's The Accidental, which won long before I was paying attention to the tournament. 2004 or something, right? Yeah. That, or
1: not 2004, but like a long time ago. Uh,
2: way, 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 way back. And I read that before I knew about the tournament, too. And I, uh, that book and I just did not get along. Um, but then, uh, The People in the Trees. Oh, yeah. You don't like that one. I don't like that book. Um, and then, um, I was. I think I was too harsh on it because I think he's a great writer. I just hated the book. Uh, How to get filthy heat? rich in oh, rising Asia by Mohsin Hamid. Um, I'm so excited for Exit West. But um,
0: yeah, I remember that book as well.
2: And then the the only one that I have actually gone out of my way to try to convince people not to read because you know what? Like I get it. You just, is Sheila Hedy's
0: How Should a Person Be? Oh, that's <gasps> really funny. I really like that book.
2: Yeah. Oh, I hated that oh, book. Oh,
0: And that actually has person, authorial intrusion as well.
1: I'm the only person who read that book and was like, what a book. I don't need to have an opinion about this book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> look at this book that has words on it and everything. I think
1: I still own it. In fact, I usually, I mean, I prune fairly aggressively. It's still on my shelves at my house. Hmm.
2: I got really close to reading the entire bracket this year. I read the entire round of sixteen, uh, and the only book that I haven't read yet is *The Support of Kings*. That's
0: amazing. This is actually the year that I've read the fewest um, tournament of books since I've started following it. Wow. Um, I just uh, I I have found my reading time to be more impacted than usual right now. Sure. And I think it's really interesting. I want to talk about this, um, the nature of spoilers and the tournament, because yeah. um, one of the things that I, I've i heard when people are talking to me about the tournament because I'm talking to them about the tournament, is they're like, <laughs> that sounds really cool. Uh, I've never read any of those books. And I want to tell them, like this actually would be a really cool thing for you to read anyway, if you're interested in what's going on in modern literature, because mm-hmm. there aren't spoilers as they... Yes, as a spoiler is, um, and you edit that, um, but you edit that without knowing the actual content of the book. So you have to go by what?
1: It's a good question. Um, I think it, it deserves mentioning that like spoilers have never bothered me. Like I'm someone who will read the Wikipedia entry for a movie before I see it and feel like it adds something to my experience. So like I'm a weirdo. Sure. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting reading up to four or five judgments of a book. Um, never having read it. Um, I, 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 try to be as thorough as I can be with respect to fact-checking any assertion about a book um, and any certainly any quotes about books. Um, so by the time we've gotten even to the zombie round, um, I feel like I have a feel for a lot of these books. Um, when I have read one, you know, I think the last time that we considered cutting something for spoilers is when a judge mentioned that Jude dies in a little life. You can't redact that. It's not even a spoiler.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so I think the nature of spoilers is a really interesting thought. Um, you know, when is a, when is a book worse as a result of a spoiler and when it is it when is it not? Um, but yeah, it is, it is like this fantastic, like four month tease where I'm, I read about all these fantastic books, don't really have time to read any of them. Uh, and then years later, you know, like I read the orphan master Son a year and a half ago. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, but I think I got as much out of it as I would have if I had, if I had been totally fresh, this is, you know, one woman's very strange viewpoint um, and engagement with modern literature.
0: I, I, I just want to um, say that I think it's a totally valid way to, to come at the tournament is just to read it, having not read any of the books at all. I think that um, you know the, the buy-in is, is high for, for commenting. I do feel like to comment and comment well, it's better to have read at least the two books, at least one of the two books that are being um, talked about often uh while you can also just comment just talking about the judgment if you if you were yeah and and some people do and so i think that there's a lot of ways to come into the tournament and um if you're a so many damn books listener but not a tournament of books uh person i think that you know it is less of a buy-in that you might think
2: yeah it's it's easy to get scared off by how excited people are uh ourselves very much included but I think there is one of my favorite things is when you see somebody being like, you know, I wasn't going to read either of these books. And then I read this judgment and I was like, now I'm going to pick them both up.
0: Mm, I do, Yeah. I think that's really awesome. March is a cold, sad month <laughs> where all you're hoping for is the end of winter and the beginning of spring. And, um, uh, it always gives me something to look forward to about the fact that March is coming up and yeah. that it's not spring yet. And it's like, ah, it's not spring yet. Tournament of books is still on its way. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so thank you very much to Nosley and all the people who work behind the scenes, but particularly you since you're here. Um, thanks so much for the tournament, Nosly.
1: Yeah, I'll, pa- I'll pass on your thanks. Good. Slash take them all for myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, it's a giant team effort. Um, and... That's
2: all.
0: That's not all. That's though, not all. Our last because thing. Because we want to talk about, we want to recommend a book.
2: We read some pretty cool books. We recommend new-
0: that might that we would hope would compete either this in in next year or there's an awesome summer tournament of books that's not a tournament that's a read along uh thing that y- if you're interested in you should go to the slash tob and sign up for the newsletter um f- about the tournament that they just are launching soon um but Drew why don't you start us off with a book that you loved that you would like to see in contention
2: um I think I've there. I read a couple of really great 2017 books so far this year, um, which is not always the case, usually because I'm reading a bunch of 2016 books getting ready for the tournament. Uh, Jeff Vandermeer's Born is... I just loved it. it. Everything the dude writes gets better and better. Um, and Born, I've read it twice now, wow. and I'm looking forward to reading it again when it's... Um, finally drops in hardcover i think at the end of the month bless you um it's just like it's tricky and smart it's if you were unsatisfied by the ending of uh the southern reach trilogy you will find satisfaction here but it keeps the weirdness and then like actually dials it up
0: cool that sounds amazing yeah uh do you want to go or do you want me to go
1: a book that is coming out in 2017 that's what it is yeah, A book that's coming out for 2017 that I want no one to talk about and no one to read but me is The Book of Dust by Philip Pullman. Uh, I yes. want no one else to be allowed to have an opinion about it. I want it to be delivered to me and to be shared with no one else. And I want it to be exactly what I wanted it to be, to, to be <laughs> for like over a decade now. Yep. And then I want no think pieces, and I just wanted to get all of the awards, but I will also be the person nominating it for all the, award, the awards. This, I'm just describing a very specific fantasy to you, but...
0: It's a cool one. Yeah, it sounds really good. Um, I co-sign,
2: honestly. <laughs> I feel like there are a lot, of, a lot of His Dark Materials readers who feel exactly the same way. I'm
1: afraid of the takes. Takes the- didn't exist when we were enjoying these books, like via the library. Mm. Can
0: you imagine the takes about Amber Spyglass? Oh my God. I mean, you know, I, even, even Harry Potter really existed totally. almost completely before the hot take, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but you also had something else that you were talking about off mic that you wanted to recommend.
1: Oh yeah. I want to recommend this book. Um, it's not, it's, it hasn't been published in the U S yet. It's going to be, it's called the power by Naomi Alderman, um, comes heavily blurbed and thanked for by, uh, Margaret Atwood apparently. Um, it's like a a, a feminist speculative sci-fi e uh, a world in which that is our world, except that it turns out that women can can conduct electricity through their hands and and harm people.
2: Ooh, I'm in.
1: Don't you want to live in that world? That Hell, sounds
0: fascinating. Yeah. All right, Christopher, what's yours? Oh, uh, you know, I really wished that we could have talked about Alyssa Nutting's last book in the tournament, um, and now even more. I want to talk about her new book, Made for Love. Um, It's an incredible novel that when I set it down, I just looked around my apartment. I was just like, this book, this book's amazing. Yes, it's Um, an amazing book. And she somehow did something even more insane than what she tried to do last time in a novel. And uh, she's an incredible writer. I love everything that she's done so far. And uh, this book is no different. Made for Love, if it doesn't end up in the tournament, I'm going to be really surprised because it's an amazing novel
2: he says looking at nosley yeah who
0: (laughs) where am i um anyway nosley thank you so much for the tournament and joining us today yeah thanks for having me and uh till next year you all people all of you out there in the listener land um we are not going to be talking about the tournament next next episode
2: no we'll have an author here to just Talk about their book with no tournament talk whatsoever.
0: And uh we will be actually back on the twenty-fifth, correct? Eleven plus fourteen twenty-five. Yes. So uh if you liked all of the stuff that we did for the tournament this year, and if you came to the podcast, we would really love you to leave a review on iTunes. It really means a lot to us. And um it takes this was like ten seconds, it's it's great for us.
1: You know what I had stuck in my head recently for like an hour? What? The phrase from the song that you use that you wrote that goes it's a (laughs) Uh. Um, what is his second book called again it has a very good title to test the
0: meaning of certain dreams such a good title yeah someday he'll write it indeed (laughs) take that out lost
2: you again this time you wound up with someone else your own will let me down put your arms around